My dear young people, dear brothers and sisters, this is a wonderful evening, a special celebration, as I've already said, because the Lord Jesus Christ is, to, is going to have a special encounter with each one of our dear young people. We know that when we celebrate a sacrament, we can be absolutely sure of an encounter with Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? He is the fulfillment of that first reading, which we heard from the prophet Isaiah. It is an oracle of the Messiah, an oracle of Emmanuel, an oracle of God being with us. And that prophecy was fulfilled when the eternal Son of God took human flesh and became man. In that experience of the incarnation of God becoming man, the Holy Spirit anointed the humanity of Jesus, his humanity, to make it divine. In that anointing, Jesus, truly in his humanity, is the Son of God. That encounter with God, that encounter with Christ and the Holy Spirit was shared with each one of us who is baptized. When we were baptized, the Holy Spirit marked our humanity, each one of us, with a sacred character or seal which configured each one of us to Jesus Christ as a true child of God. When we were configured to Christ as a child of God, we were given the capacity, together with Christ, to worship him. And the anointing tonight will be different and yet no less powerful. Those gifts of the Holy Spirit that were given to each one of you, dear young people, in baptism will be strengthened with a new seal, a new sacred character given to you by the Holy Spirit to configure you to Christ in his mission. And Christ's mission, as we know from the gospel, was to spread and defend the faith. That's what the sacrament of confirmation is all about. We are given the capacity, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit that was poured out on the apostles at Pentecost. Think of that. Oh, we're not going to see the tongues of fire, at least I don't think we are. We're not going to hear the driving wind, the driving sound, the sound of a driving wind. We're not going to hear that. I would venture to say unless the Lord surprises us, and he always can, everything will proceed without a supernatural manifestation. But nevertheless, when you are anointed with that special sacred chrism oil, the sign of the Holy Spirit, you will receive the full outpouring of his grace as the apostles received at Pentecost. That is a wonder. And as I've already said, that Jesus is the fulfillment of that oracle in Isaiah. He pointed that out in the gospel passage when he was in the, in the uh, synagogue in Nazareth. Remember he said, today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Holy Spirit, we have to be clear about who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the very love of God shared between the Father and the Son. 
Just to express that and to know that is a wonder. And that very love of God, God's very being, is shared with us in every sacrament. But tonight for you, dear young people, it'll be the fullness of that love given to you to strengthen you to spread and defend the faith publicly as a disciple of Christ, as a soldier for Christ. And you know that that metaphor of being a soldier is very apt today. Why? Because the world that we are in today is, is well, precisely that, worldly, very secular, not very sympathetic to the gospel, at least not openly. When I was confirmed many years ago now, many years ago, in the 1970s, the right was a little bit different. In those days, when a person was confirmed, and I was confirmed in the third grade, and my classmates and I were all anxious to get confirmed because the sister had told us that when the bishop anoints you, after he anoints you and seals you with this wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you a little blow on the cheek, a little slap, to show that after you've been confirmed and given this capacity to be a a full disciple of Christ, you're going to meet with opposition. And that really inspires young people. It certainly inspired third graders, even the girls. They were all ready for that. They were looking forward to it. They were going to stand where we were all going to stand before the bishop and we are going to get that tap on the cheek. To us, that was perhaps more exciting than getting the oil on our forehead. Dear young people, you're all dressed in gowns. And that might remind you of some sort of graduation, but let me tell you, your life in Jesus Christ is not behind you. The fullness of your life in Jesus Christ is ahead of you. And the church needs you and Christ needs you because Christ and the church are the same. Who says so? Jesus did. Who affirmed it? St. Paul did. So in receiving the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and his sevenfold gifts of wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord, all those gifts that are going to equip you to be full members of the church, to be full disciples of Christ, to spread and defend the faith, this gift binds you more closely to the church binds you more closely. The church is not letting go of you tonight. It is drawing you ever closer to its being. And the psalm we have tonight gives each of us, and especially you, dear young people, a program, a very program, how you're going to go out, or could go out, and be that full witness of Jesus Christ in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. There's three parts to the psalm, essentially. The first, we're called to sing, to be joyful. That word sing, that, that exhortation to sing, was pronounced three times. To be joyful in what? The love of God. A God who loves each one of us and each one of you, dear young people, as if there was no one else in the world. 
Imagine that. That's another wonder. Another wonder. And knowing and receiving that love. Knowing not only that we're, we're, we're made for that love, but that God gives us that love, we're to make our lives like a song. You know, each one of us, each one of us as disciples of Christ, to use another analogy, each one of us is called to be a masterpiece. A masterpiece. You know, if somebody were to say to you, kind of sarcastically, if you sort of exasperate someone, and it might be your parents. My mother used to say this to me. Who do you think you are? What do you think you are? God's gift? You should just in the most humble way respond, yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, I am. And we're to make of our lives a song of God. We are to be joyful in the love of God. We are to live as if we're creating our own special symphony which God delights to hear. So we have to share our joy in God with others. There's nothing more incongruous, my dear young people, than a grumpy Catholic. Just doesn't make sense. Every day we get up should be with a a peace, a contentment, a deep joy in the knowledge of God. Second thing we're called to in that, in that psalm is to announce his salvation day after day. You are to be a living embodiment of our salvation, trusting that God not only loves us, he saved us, and he's called us to eternal life. For all of us who are disciples in Christ and confirmed to go out and spread to defend the faith, We have to know the faith. We have to know it. And that means your study of the faith, all of us, but especially I'm talking to you, dear young people, your study of the faith never ends. Never ends. You should all be studying the faith, all of us, and each day involved in some very good and worthy spiritual reading the lives of the saints, perhaps the writings of a particular saint. If you want a list, contact me. I'll give you one of what to read. To be able to spread and defend the faith, we need to know it. We don't have to be anxious about it. For with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will inspire us in our encounters with other people. We can be certain confident of knowing what to say and when to say it if we stay attuned if we stay attuned to the love of God and the Holy Spirit. Ah, and that brings us to the three thing, the third part of the psalm. We are to worship the Lord in his holy attire. Now generally that refers to the priests because the priests, as you see us, were robed in what's called holy attire. But this is for everyone. All of us are called to worship. We need to be renewed in the grace and life of God through the sacraments, especially the sacrament of the Eucharist and the sacrament of penance. In those two sacraments, we are bound ever more closely, we are confirmed ever more surely, 
we are energized to love ever more deeply Almighty God in Jesus Christ. So worship is very important. I said that when you were baptized, you were configured to God, configured to Christ in his sonship. The greatest responsibility of a son to God is to love him. Makes sense. The greatest aspect of love, or the greatest form of love, I should say, is worship. We only worship God. And the highest form of worship is the Holy Mass. The Holy Mass. So if we're not in tune with the Mass, either in person or online, on Sundays, if we're somehow absent for no good reason, meaning you're sick, then it could be questioned about whether or not you love God. And whether you really are practicing the sonship that God has given you. And then going forth, as we are sent at the end of every Mass, go forth, the Mass has ended, go in peace, go and proclaim the Gospel with your lives. There it is. There it is. And tonight, dear young people, you'll stand before the Lord who will eagerly and generously impart to each one of you the Holy Spirit, His very love, and bind you more closely to Him for eternity. As I said at the beginning, my dear young friends, the church needs you. Christ needs you. The church wants you. Christ wants you in this greatest of all work, to be partners with God in Christ for the salvation of the world. And that's what the sacrament of confirmation is all about.